Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hi. Hi. Hey, we have a lot of stuff this week, I can imagine. Really? I just feel like a lot of weird shit happened this week. Well, I hope I, I cover it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> Take it well, away. Well, we have some. Let's get our sad news out of the way. Since we last saw you, Bob Saget died unexpectedly at the age of 65. That happened on Sunday. Was yeah, it Sunday? I think so. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they have an official cause of death, but um, it was you know, no foul play or no sort of drug paraphernalia was found. It seems likely that it was heart attack or stroke perhaps or something along those lines. But yeah, I saw that he had his funeral today. Oh. And uh, John Mayer was holding the casket. Like John Mayer was there? Yes. They were like close friends. That's like sort of the mystery, the big mystery for me. That they're close friends. Like yeah. what, what I, I can't figure out what the connection was. I mean, according to all these people he worked with or even people that we know who had worked with him in some capacity in the past, people really liked the guy. He was a really nice guy. He was great to work with. Right. And I he's mean, famously he's famous for these very family friendly shows like Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos. But in real life, had a much edgier and dirty sense of humor. He's a filthy king. Yes. So, I mean, what else can I say? That's That Rest was definitely uh, an unexpected death. A less unexpected death was Robert Durst finally croaked. Now, this is one of the shortest life sentences ever. I don't know what to say. He's 78 years old. He looked like he was on death's door for many years now. Yeah. I don't know, 10 years, like a I long mean, time. We, 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 I mean, I don't want to say we called it because I think everyone called it, but we, right. we mentioned when he was convicted, like, we don't think he's going to last that long. Yeah. And this, this actually puts some of his, I, I read something where it does put his conviction in, in limbo. I, because I he was too. appealing the conviction, and now because he died, it might just get vacated or thrown out. I mean, that is like only would that happen to Robert Durst is that Look, he would have the last laugh. He's got like whatever the version of nine lives is for convictions. <laughs> like, yeah, he certainly had better luck with that than he did with his own uh, life. Um, so yeah, I don't know what he died of. I did hear he had COVID at some point recently. So, uh, he's very old and sickly. So that would probably be hard to recover from. He was set to, um, go on trial for his first wife's murder Mm -hmm. at some point. That seemed like an ambitious goal for that prosecutor. Like what they, what they were seeing that we didn't see. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. End of an era, like it seems uh, like this has been going on forever. Right. This His shenanigans, to say the least. Now they're over. They're finally over. Melon, Melon is mourning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, those were 
those were sort of the big uh, deaths. Oh, I'm sorry. One more big death that's actually sad, not like Robert Durst. Ronnie Spector also died this week. Very sad. So that's awful. Um, Obviously, we talked about her some in our episode on Phil Spector. We talked about her a lot. Yeah. One of of our listeners uh, reached out to us on Twitter and asked if we were going to do a Ronnie Spector episode. And uh, most of my research for the Phil Spector episode was from Ronnie Spector's memoir. So we talked largely about her early life. As far as Phil goes. We talked, yes, we talked a lot about uh, her early life, though, and her early career, and obviously her whole relationship with Phil Spector. I don't know if we'll do a separate episode on Ronnie Spector. Maybe. Maybe she deserves her own episode. I mean, we we loved uh, her. Yeah, I don't know. So I, she had been battling cancer for a short time, according to her family. I mean, obviously, very sad. She's great. But what a great legacy. Did you see the picture I posted of her eating at di- at a diner? Yes. That was just, I loved her in that picture. <laughs> She's like, don't touch my food or something like that. It was a great picture. Uh, uh, yeah. So that was like a more recent picture and uh, it was cute. Yeah. Very sad. She's a cool, cool lady. Um, okay. So now we're going to move on to, right, let's get some of these other ones out of the way. Prince Andrew was stripped of his military titles and his charities, as well as his Royal Highness title by the Queen this week. Who cares? I, I, whenever <laughs> the royals punish each other with these things, it's like, what the fuck does that do? Like, he's still rich and, like, free. Yeah. Like, I don't care if he gets to be called Royal Highness anymore. <laughs> like, we, I, I'm always like, I would still secretly do it like, <laughs> when they do it for more uh, stupid reasons. It's just theater. It's just theater. Uh, I don't know the significance of this. Did she, is it, is it like a, here you go. Here's like a little penance right. for him. So everyone will shut up. He uh, will be going on trial for uh, the crimes he likely committed with Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Um, his victim uh, was Virginia Guffrey is um, pleased with the ruling that said that this can uh, move forward. So, we will follow it. I hope he pays for what he did. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I want to see more uh, guys go down for this uh, stuff, this connection, especially if they committed the sex crimes. I don't know. If if they just went on the jet, who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, you got to be sus, but like yeah. maybe there's not enough evidence there. Let's look into that though. <laughs> I'll look into that more. I'm going to be allegedly suspicious. Um, so someone sent us this story to our um, email, hollywoodcrimescene at gmail.com. If you have stories you think we should cover, send them to us because we miss things sometimes. Yeah. We're very online, but you never know. It's, we're more likely to see if we're, you're more likely to reach us if you reach out to us by email than if you are by Instagram or Patre- even Patreon messages. Yes. So that's where to reach us if it's dire, like yeah. a very breaking story. That's about shit, or or, you, or, or whatever you want. <laughs> no, whatever yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. yell at us, yell at us through our email. No, yell at us through Instagram because we don't check that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you're Make right. Make it go right. into the um the suggested message message file, please. We we have enough going on. <laughs> so this one was cute though. It said. 
It's from the Daily Mail. It said, out at home, Portland Pickles baseball team axes Twitter takeover by its mascot after unfortunate photo crop made thumbs up snap look like a pic of his penis. What? Can you? What? He wrote, he texted or he tweeted. Um, Who? The Portland Pickles have a mascot. What, okay, what is the Portland Pickles? <laughs> it's like a small baseball team in Portland. Oregon? Yeah. The Portland Pickles? <laughs> Why I, I, look, I don't even of, know if it's triple A. I don't even know if it's associated. Even heard it of might the be Portland Pickles. Before. So he gave a thumbs up picture, but when it was cropped on Twitter, because Twitter pictures get cropped uh, sometimes. A guy on the team, the mascot, the who mascot. is a pickle. Okay, so <laughs> the guy, the mascot is a pickle. Yes, I see. a pickle in a baseball uniform. Okay, he posts a picture because he's taking over the Twitter account. So he goes, new phone, who dis? Like a, a very popular little uh, saying. It's a picture of him giving a thumbs up, but the cropping made it look like... <laughs> 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 the cropping makes it look like he has like... You know, his costume is felted. Yes. Pickle costume. Uh, so the 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 thumbs up looks like his, he's sti- sitting there with his legs spread and there's a, a huge uh, green pickle dick. Uh, <laughs> that's what it looks like because it's a large thumb. <laughs> now, this is a minor league baseball team. He got himself in quite the pickle after posting a suggestive selfie on the official Twitter page. Um, Dylan, the popular <laughs> pickle mascot. His tweeted, name is Dylan. Yeah. Like Dylan Dill Pickle. Dill Pickle. Come on. Dylan the Pickle. It showed him seated, where, seated wearing the team's white jersey and flashing the top of his furry green finger, uh, which he claimed was a thumbs up sign. However, <laughs> the picture was cropped from the neck down, leaving little to the imagination. Now, they can't figure out if this stunt was on purpose. But he did tag several Twitter accounts with suggestive names, including Manscaped, Steakum, Bush's Beans, Daniel Popper, Oscar Mayer, Corn Nuts, and Justin Dick Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a little intentional, right? Uh, within minutes of the picture being posted, the team ended his takeover of the Twitter page and called foul on his pickle prank. We have ended our mascot mascot takeover, the team tweeted. It comes to our attention that this photo can be misinterpreted as a disturbing image. Disturbing. Dylan would like to go on record and say that he was trying to give his fans a thumbs up. (laughs) But they fired him anyway? Um, There was no immediate word on whether he will be fired. Wait a minute. Um, The mask, did the mascot post the picture? Yes, because he had taken over the account. Okay. Um, So they play in the West Coast League, by the way. Um, so yeah, I don't think you should get fired. Um, everyone's encouraged to be a little dirty when you're running a corporate account. (laughs) I feel like it's unfair because he's probably like, this is how you do it. Here's what I want from corporate accounts. I think you can be a little dirty from time to time, but I don't want corporate accounts trying to be funny. I don't want them to try to be funny, but if they are funny, then I like that. <laughs> if it's unintentionally funny, but they, uh, but now that's such a popular thing with these corporate accounts is they, they're kind of edgy. They're but, trying to yeah. go viral and it's so obvious and it's like, just be a lame brand. Yeah. I mean, it's a little try hard uh, I don't, for sure. I don't need to see Kellogg's cornflakes talking yeah. about like, who up? Who wants to eat ass? Yeah. <laughs> I'll clean your bowl out. Uh, <laughs> it's always like the weirdest foods too. It's yeah, like, it's no. like please leave them out of this. Yeah, this is a child cereal, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so another cute cat story that was out this week. 
Um, there was three cats have outmaneuvered their human owners to take hold of a Vitamix um, box. The owners got a uh, deal on a Vitamix blender, which are quite expensive. Yeah. Um, and they have taken the box that the blender came in hostage for weeks now. Now, these cats refuse to get off the box, and they take shifts. One will leave the box, and the other will come on stand on top of the box. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Is the Vitamix still in the yes. box? Yes. They, okay. they cannot unpack this box. It arrived on December 16th. I brought it inside, set the box down on the kitchen floor, and that was a month ago. I mean, obviously she's like tongue in cheek. She's like, I realize I could take the box anytime I want, but they love it so much. And th- she posted a picture of it as a joke and it went viral. Right. So now it's become this thing where it's like, let's see how long this lasts. Um, it's become a real turf war before her with her cats taking turns and always trying to be the one on top of the box. This has happened in my house before. Yes. I have brought in a package and not opened it and the cats have commandeered it. Especially Melon. Melon loves to sit on top of boxes. And I, one time I took, I actually, while he was sleeping somewhere else, I took the item out of the box and I left the box and he went to go sit on top of it and he crashed through it. (laughs) Well, the cats are the youngest, a troublemaker named Max. He is a tuxedo cat. Um, He has the alias sentient soccer ball. There's George. He is a destroyer of war uh, worlds. And he is also known as a sentient potato. The last cat is Lando Calrissian. Uh, He is a sentient dust bunny. Now, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) her page has grown from 64 followers to 25,000 followers as people follow the story of this um, Vitamix box that is being held hostage by these uh, cats. Vitamix even sent her empty cats Empty boxes, empty cats, empty boxes to have for the right. cats to sit on. They don't want that. They don't want those. No. Um, she, she, they refused to sit on it. She filled it with clothes so it would have more um, structure. structure. And she wrote on that box lies because the cats <laughs> refused to sit on it. Um, so she's like, yeah, we could do it. We'll just let it ride and see how everyone's, she's like, everyone's kind of enjoying this. So why not keep it going since it's making people happy? Uh, she posts updates. So it's just a very silly uh, thing, but I love the cats taking over that box uh, because it's very cat. And uh, we all know, if we know cats, you know that this is a very uh, true story. <laughs> I saw a tweet recently. I forget like how it went exactly, but it was basically basically like, Oh, that's our trash pile. Like that's the cat's trash pile and we can't get rid of it because that's where the cat sleeps. Yes. Like that pile of garbage over there. That's for the yeah. cat. They Well, I was laughing uh at the rescue where we volunteer. Um certain cats have stuffies and yes. like on their cage there'll be signs like do not remove um the penguin stuffy from this cage. This is this cat cat's stuffy. And it's like really adorable that they have this attachment and it's like, how dare you? Like, don't remove this. Like, I just love that these cats have these preferences. It's true. Um, we have a toy here that my cat Kugel is obsessed with. And every single night he runs around the house with that toy in his mouth and it's falling apart at this point. And I ha- I'm going to have to replace it. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. I've been thinking, I like think, think about it a lot because I, I know, like, I'm like, we need to get the flavor on a new, <laughs> new right. toy. We, we're going to have to rub the new toy with the old toy so it has some of that seasoning on it. Well, it's kind of like 
they say when like one of your cats die, you should let the other cat see them. Oh, so that they know they're gone. Sad, (laughs) but I'm just saying, like it's like they need to see it, right? Be gone, so they don't. They're not constantly looking for it. I know that's sad, but (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, Okay, (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Did we talk about? We talked about the moon juice on the after show. Do we want to hit that story or are we, we done? We briefly mentioned that there was a Moon Juice article that came out. We talked about it on, um, we referenced it on Spotify, Green Room. Okay. Well, let me just hit it because I think we've talked about her before. This is an LA-based story store called Moon Juice. Uh, it is a wellness um Juicery, uh, they have beauty products, uh, etc. The beauty products that they have, by the way, they're not. It's not like makeup and stuff. I think they do have like a very limited skincare line now, but they have different dusts that you can. But buy. they have a potion that they always try to get me to buy on Instagram. They're like, don't use P seventy, P this P fifty, P fifty. Use this, like that's toxic. No, I'm like I like toxic. No, the reason that P <laughs> the reason that P fifty nineteen seventy right, is great is because it is so fucking toxic. Right. Well, her name is Men. Uh, Amanda Chantel Bacon. I love that her last name is Bacon. It's like great. I'll never get over it. Uh, she's sort of the owner and she's face of Moon Juice, but she's everywhere. Uh, she's had numerous articles written about her where she looks like a huge fucking asshole. Um, but not only has <laughs> she come off like a pretentious piece of shit, she's actually a bad boss. Uh, so she has been polarizing to her former employees. Uh, through the early years, they said that she was, quote, magical. I mean, come on. According to former staffers, though, the company became increasingly focused on the way its employees projected the company's values, whether it was, as the ex-employees say, requiring staff to wear all-white clothes while making juices at its retail store or to consume the company's juice and food products while on the job with a $12 daily budget. Is this the Eater LA article? Yes. Okay. That's ridiculous because $12 is like one juice. Yeah. It's one juice for $12. So, so they, how are you going to survive? So, they, so, okay. So, what you're saying is the they impo- get $12 to spend on the food that they eat there, that they're required to eat or suggested to eat, but they only get a budget of $12. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the report offers multiple instances of bacon, sometimes difficult management style, detailing an instance where she allegedly tried to coerce a former regional manager who expressed she may have contracted COVID-19 to show up at a store or ignoring employees who approached her with questions. The report acknowledges that the unfair expectation of women in leadership at emerging, emerging companies where the likes of Gwyneth Paltrow of Goop Goop, Goop. She should have called it Goop. It's Gwyneth Goop. <laughs> or Sarah Blakely of Spanx are expected to embody the essence of their brands, while males get to uh, kind of get a pass on this stuff. I don't care. She's a bad boss. She's she's a bitch. I don't give a shit that she's. I don't a woman. care if she's a woman either. So yeah, I mean, not exactly unexpected, uh, but th- that's insane to wear all white too while you're making juices. Yeah, come on. Especially that <laughs> we get like fucking, you know, pomegranate all over yourself. <laughs> Come there, on. There was a great article. Uh, I believe it was Elle magazine. It came out like oh, yeah. five or six years ago about, it was like a profile of. That's Am- like where she kind of broke out. It where everyone a, knew it, who she was. It was a profile of Amanda Chantel Bacon. And it basically explained, 
a day in the life of Amanda Chantel Bacon. So it was like she wakes up at 5.30 in the morning. She does yoga and meditation. Then she has um, like a cup of hot uh, lemon water with like some sex dust in it. That's the product that she sells at Moon Juice. Like I know way too much about this woman. Right. I know a lot. I and remember I, that. And I, her food was insane. It was like four organic carrots. No, not sauteed. even carrots. <laughs> carrots have too much sugar in it probably. She. It wasn't even that. It was like mushrooms from... Uh, the bowels of some forest in uh, Mongolia. And didn't they figure out the cost of her daily food? It was like a thousand dollars. Yeah. It was wild. Okay. So this story from the New York post, man claims his penis shrank 1.5 inches. COVID dick is real. Says docs. Doc said COVID dick. I'm sorry. Where is this out of? <laughs> New York Post. <laughs> what doc said COVID dick? Because whenever you ever search for something scientific and you accidentally put like dick in, and you're right. like, oh, I have to say penis. Right. Like, <laughs> like there's a way to say things. This doctor is quoted as, as saying COVID dick is real. Yes. Or the, or the patient said that. No. Let, let's see. As if contracting COVID wasn't bad enough, a man now claims that he has lost a whopping 1.5 inches from the length of his penis as a lingering result of the virus. My penis has shrunk, said the griping guy. I'm a heterosexual man in my 30s. Um, he is. He wrote into a podcast called How to Do It. I don't know the podcast. In July of last year, I contracted COVID and was very sick. When I got out of the hospital, I had erectile dysfunction issues. Uh, that's something I have heard happens to people. Um, so he said that he had an above average size dick before, but after his bout with COVID, uh, his privates lost their luster. He said, my, my erectile dysfunction gradually got better with some medical attention, but I seem to be left with a lasting problem. Before I got sick, my penis was above average, not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. Now I've lost about an inch and a half, becoming decidedly less than average. He claimed the medical advisor attributed his pecker problem to, I'm sorry, to vascular damage caused by COVID. Now that is something I've heard. Like if you think of the lung stuff, but it actually can cause vascular damage. I just don't understand how you can lose volume on your actual dick. I can understand maybe you have erectile problems. Like I think it shrinks because the, the um, tissue isn't as... The tissue as, shrinks? Yeah, you because lose? it's not getting as much blood. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't sound like it's a loss in volume of the actual penis itself, but a loss in blood going to the area. Right. But when you get an erection, a loss of blood would mean it doesn't get as big. Right. So, this so is that's a, what's happening. It's not his actual dong. No, his shrinking. soft penis might be exactly the same. That's what I mean. Uh, but when it gets hard, the blood flow has lost him an inch and a half. Uh, wow. That's pretty sad. Now, the doctor who did say COVID dick is real, um, that's a doctor from uh, the podcast. So they're like a doctor, a real doctor, but kind of a podcast doctor. But a silly doctor. Yeah, where they're like, they're on the show, so they're using language that's a little more fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so be careful out there, guys. We don't want you to lose that. Uh, what if that was your doctor? Yeah. What if She's a real doctor. She's like a urologist. Wait. Oh, I know about this doctor. Dr. Dick? <laughs> I do. I've heard about this doctor. She, uh, Ashley? I don't know her name, but I've just heard about this doctor. I think her husband's a comedian and they do a show together. Oh, okay. Is it called what I, whatever that podcast was called? What was it called? What did you do or something? I don't <laughs> or know. What did this? I'll, I'll, I mean, I think it's a big pop podcast. It is a big podcast, I think, or, a, or at least semi whatever popular. Yeah. But I think. I've heard of this urologist, and I always forget her name, but I think she... Became- her name is Ashley. I, mean, I, I clicked the article away, 
but I can't. I just, I don't remember. All right, her we'll last look name. into it. It's fine. You guys can tell us what it is. Um, okay, my last story is Britney. Britney Spears is in the news again. Uh, look, I love. I gotta love someone who gets a fever and and goes off on people. And she's going off on her sister Jamie Lynn, who has written a memoir. So on Wednesday, Wednesday, can I just say one thing? Sure. What is Jamie Lynn Spears thinking? Does she think, honestly, did she think <laughs> that this was a good idea, that we were going to be on her side about this? Does she really believe that anybody gives a shit about reading her memoir, which apparently is framing it as, I am so hurt, when we all know, at least, you know, according to Brittany, that she stood by and did nothing while she suffered for 13 years? Jamie Lynn is the epitome of read the room. Like she did not read the room. That's what I'm saying. Like even if she's telling the truth, I don't think she is. I'm just saying, even if that was true, you still wouldn't do that right at this moment in time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Here's a memoir. I'd be interested if she really um, had sex or if the baby of her father of her baby is the guy who created all those kids shows. Oh yeah. Like that that would be a memoir I'd be kind of interested in. That's what we want to know about. Uh, So yeah. So anyway, um, Jamie Lynn, went on Good Morning America and talked about growing up with Britney. In response, Britney shared her thoughts in her now signature style post of screenshots from her notes app. She posted to Twitter describing that she was sick with a 104 degree fever while watching her little sister promote the tell-all memoir. It was actually nice having a fever so high, she said, because I had to surrender to not caring. Uh, in the GMA interview, Jamie Lynn talked about her upcoming memoir called Things I Should Have Said. Ugh, what a gross title. <laughs> It's like, like this could be a good memoir if she did admit to all the shitty things she did or let things slide or stand by and what, not, not do anything. I haven't seen that many excerpts from the memoir. I just saw one that was basically like, what about me? Yes. There was also something I think she accused um, Brittany of threatening her with a knife. And Brittany was like, I was cutting squash. Like, <laughs> like right. it was just kind of some crazy, look, families fight. And for Jamie to act like it's anything sinister after Brittany had just gone through 13 years of having to prove she wasn't, you know, incapable of taking care of herself. Right. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Uh, so she, this book comes out next week. I don't know anyone who would buy this fucking book. I mean, according to popular opinion on the internet, everyone's like, how dare you? No, I haven't seen so anyone who's buying interested. this. I, th- who, and yeah. So she said she believes she's always been her sister's biggest supporter. She denied involvement in the conservatorship. She even claimed, I saw, I think today somewhere, that she didn't even know what that meant. It's like, Google it, bitch. Uh, she claimed to not understood what has, was going on. However, she openly shared her thoughts on what it was like to grow up around Britney, calling um, Britney's behavior paranoid and erratic. She also defended her tribute performance at 2017 Radio Disney Music Awards, where she sang remixes of her sister's hit songs. That's embarrassing. Britney touches on that. Uh, Britney clapped back at her saying that Jamie Lynn said how my behavior was out of control. She was never around me much 15 years ago. So why are they even talking about that unless she wants to sell a book at my expense? Uh, exactly. Now, the, pri- the tribute performance, Brittany opened up about that as well, saying that she had to watch her sister bask in the glory of all of the decades of her hard work. I wrote a lot of my songs and my sister was the baby. She never had to work for anything. Everything was always given to her. Um, I... 
as far as um, alluding back to her lack of control under the conservatorship, she said, I had to sit there and take it watching Mm. Jamie uh, do this on screen. And she concluded her notes app um, rant with hope you're booked as well, Jamie Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't in a passive aggressive font, but that's how I'm taking it. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, I, 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 it was a, it was great. It was like four screen, four screens, the notes, notes app. app. Yeah. Uh, it goes into her fever. I, I, look, I just really relate who someone's like, yes, I'm on, I'm on death's door, but my last dying breath, I will take down my stupid sister. <laughs> That's the kind of energy I like to bring to my life. <laughs> and I'm happy that Brittany can feel free to do this now without yeah. worrying that it's going to affect her in a negative way uh, because of the conservatorship. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Jamie Lynn is thinking. Everything that comes her way right now is deserved because she shouldn't have done this. Like it's it's just bad, grossly opportunistic. Yeah, and and it's true. Like she would have no career if it wasn't for Britney. Like zero. Whatever she has is because of Britney. Yeah. Uh, So it's weird. Sit back and be quiet. Raise. You got your fucking Zoe one hundred and one money or whatever show she was on. Yeah. That raise your two kids in Louisiana, wherever the fuck you guys live now. And just be quiet and yeah. like let your sister live. Seriously. Uh, so yeah, that's our stories for the week. Great. We did have a lot. I, a lot of weird shit happened this week. I got scared when you said it because I was like, did I have... No, I you, was like, did I miss something? No, you, <laughs> you hit every single point that I wanted to talk about. Okay, good. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi, what are we watching this week? Well, I'm still slogging through the affair, as you are. I gotta say, none of this shit would be happening to Noah Soloway if he just didn't fuck that waitress in Montauk. All of the bad shit in his yeah. life is because of this affair. And I know that's the point of the show, but like it's so over the top that it's like, I bet you regret that now, huh? Just that one little dick dip. The one dick dip ruined his whole fucking life. <laughs> Seriously. And everyone around him ruined their lives. It's one of those things where it's like, and now he's not even that invested in her. No. I mean, the classic affair, you know. It sounded like a good idea at the time. The next thing you know, your entire life is falling apart. The problem is you're unhappy about something in your life that possibly could be fixed if you work on it. But instead you think this is the answer and this is why I'm unhappy because I'm really in love with this person. You build it up. It's just such a classic, uh, look, it's infuriating to watch this man ruin everyone's life for his quest to be personally happy. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so annoying. Like, I want everyone to find their happiness. Right. But if you're only, like, destroying lives to get it, you need to rethink your fucking uh, goals and, like, standards. Um, Did we watch Sex in the City? or Yesterday? And Just Like That? Have you seen it? Who are we fooling? It's not called And Just Like That. It's new sex in the city, and that's what we all call it. I did not get to it, but I did get a spoiler that Steve fingered Miranda. Is that true? Yes. Okay. But, okay. I'm sickened. (laughs) Because Miranda is still pining after Che Diaz. First of all, I would like to say that it brings me great joy and great glee that I'm not the only person, there are millions of people just like me who fucking hate Che Diaz, who agree that Che Diaz is probably one of the worst characters ever on television. Che Diaz haunts my thoughts daily. <laughs> and I, I'm not exaggerating. I think about Che once a day. Che once a day <laughs> keeps my doctor away. The, the reason that Steve fingered Miranda, and by the way, he washed his hands before he totally like broke out. I mean, like whatever. I appreciate that your hands are clean, but it was like it ruined the mood. Well, like you don't want a guy to worry about cleanliness in those moments. It was, it was <laughs> necessarily the reason he fingered her is because Miranda was desperately trying to recreate that feeling she had when Che fingered her in Carrie's kitchen and so she's like I'm gonna try and like reignite the spark in my my marriage I'm still married to fucking Steve Brady yeah so she's like will you finger me and he's like yeah and he like goes over I'm gonna vomit anyway I have lots of problems with the show but I will faithfully watch it every single week I'm watching it yeah 
And I'm curious how the Che Diaz storyline plays out. I mean, I think I know what's going to happen because it seems pretty obvious that this is going to hurt Miranda at some point. Um, It's, look, I, I don't, the fingering by Steve was not even the worst part of the episode. I'm going to watch it. I just uh, haven't gotten to it. The thing about <laughs> the thing about Steve is I, I know that I'm not in the majority here, but I have always hated Steve. I don't get his relationship with Miranda. I don't know why she ever wanted him. So it's always been baffling. I the the whole everything associated with Miranda this season is my least favorite part of the show, yeah. including her fucking son Ugh. and his girlfriend. Like I I hate Brady and I hate his girlfriend. <laughs> like I'm so repulsed by that with like the, the scene where she's like, "Is this my lube?" It's like, "No, no." Like it's just unrealistic. Like my parents were very like sort of for like liberal about having boys stay over the house. Like I always was allowed to have like my boyfriends sleep over at both, you know, like, like that wasn't a big deal, but there was no way in hell that I was going to be like loudly fucking anybody so that they could hear. Beyond what your parents allowed, why would you want them to hear that? Like, yeah, Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, it's wrong. First of all, it's rude. It, whoever it is, it's rude to fuck like that if you're in someone's house. Like, yes. come on. Like, it's unless, rude. Yeah. So, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm going to continue watching it. Um, I guess we also finished up Dexter Ugh. this week. Ugh. Okay. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything in case there's people who haven't watched the Dexter New Blood reboot. Uh, I... I I'm sad. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm sad. So that's over. We recommend it. Yeah, I recommend uh, it. I'm just fucking sad, and I just wish I could watch Dexter for 100 years. And then we also have the finale of Yellow Jackets coming up this week. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. So hopefully we get some answers, because it's kind of like, what are they wrapping up? Right. Because it seems like a lot to wrap up. I mean, obviously, there's a second season planned. But I want to get some kind of concrete, yes, uh, you know, reveal. We did get one reveal. We did get a good reveal this past episode, though. We did. Who was blackmailing? Oh, yeah, but I kind of knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so I want something more satisfying. <laughs> like right. I was already kind of thinking that, right? But yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good reveal. Um, but I wanted a more satisfying. I want more. I want a good, a really good one. Yeah. So I mean, that's good. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that episode started off with a great moment, too. Yes. I mean, it's not a bad episode, but I really... I don't want to leave the season feeling like I still don't know what's happening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We want some answers. Yes. Not all the answers. Yes. Some answers that, like, gets me back for season two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Oh, I started Station Eleven, which I, I'm recommending, even though I've only seen one and a half episodes. Yeah. But it is about um, a flu outbreak that ends the world, like Armageddon type deal. So you might not be in the mood for it, understandably. But it's based on a very uh, award-winning science fiction novel or, uh, yeah, I think so. So I don't know. It's a very high quality show. Like it is a good show, but it's just a matter of being in the mood for it. (laughs) I'm also watching Broadchurch. Okay, I've always wanted to watch it's this. Good. Okay, it's you know what you know. I love British tele 
television. So no, I didn't know that. <laughs> I've talked about that on this show. I'm telling you, you have to watch Marcella. Wait, I feel like I'm in like a different world right now. Wait, you told me to watch Marcella? Yes, okay. like a hundred episodes ago. Okay, you would like it. She's very messy. No, I've I've heard other people say and it's a very good show. horny. Oh, she's very horny and very messy, and okay. it's a very good. It's a dark show. It's twisted. Okay. It's fucking twisted. I love twisted shit. I'm bad. (laughs) I think you would like Marcella. Um, No, I really, uh, yes, I'm enjoying Broadchurch. This is with Gillian Anderson. No, No. that's the fall. That's the fall. This is with Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, and who's the actor, the guy? Is it, is it, fucking um, forget his name. Is it the David Tennant? He's Scottish. Oh, okay. There's a Scottish guy, and then there's the girl who plays Doctor Who. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. She's great. And the guy, I feel like I know who the guy is. I, I know, I do too. I'm, everyone's okay. screaming. It's fine. We'll, we'll Google it immediately Look, I, after. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's why I'm watching Broadchurch. It's been one of those shows I've been meaning to watch for a while, but I had to give something else that I could watch with Brendan because he becomes so sick of me like binging the affair. I'm like, okay, let's like watch something we can both agree on hundred percent. Yeah. So I paid for a subscription to PBS masterpiece theater <laughs> or whatever. So I, I'm like, you know what? After we finish this, we're going to watch Downton Abbey and like, we're just going to do it because now I have this fucking subscription. Yeah. So I'm going to get my money's worth. You're going to get all fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you know who loved Downton Abbey? My grandma. Ah. She, my grandma loves Masterpiece Theater. I watched like one season of Downton Abbey. You did? Was it good? Honestly, sometimes my threshold for British, like snooty dramas (laughs) is very low. (laughs) I know it was very popular, but it's just like sometimes I just don't want to hear those voices. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just like, okay. Like I can enjoy more modern set British things, but when they're a little bit like period, it's just like I have like a low threshold. Yeah. That's on me. That's on you. Because I'm trash. Because you're trash. You're I didn't Florida. grow up watching it. No. So I'm just kind of like, oh, fancy. Like when I hear Masterpiece Theater, I'm like, ooh la la. Like just like trash with my fucking Lay's chips. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I know I would like it. Yeah. It's kind of like Peaky Blinders, which has a new season coming. <laughs> How do you know that? Because I saw a big ad. I was like, I'm not watching it. Why are you telling me? Right. And now I'm like, so many people have told me, like, I feel like I'm going to watch Peaky Blinders no, one day. No, I tried to watch Peaky Blinders. I watched half of the first episode and I couldn't get into it. Okay. And maybe I need to push through that first episode. I, I mean, I've had things I didn't get into that I tried again and then liked it. So it, yes. like I said before, it's really my mood Yes, and my attention span is shit the These past few days. years. Yeah. So I can only do things that are trash like the affair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad you're going to watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> that was like the big Twitter yeah. viewing thing that for a few years. That was an early Twitter show like where... I I feel like there's those shows in the not early days, early, early days of Twitter, but like the mid yeah. early days of Twitter where it was like... When like pe- 2014. Yeah, like 2014, like everyone was tweeting about Downton Abbey and also everyone was tweeting about Orange is the New Black. And um, um, the one fucking... The true meth. Detective. No, True Detective, but Breaking, the, Bad. Breaking Bad. That was a big one too. Yeah. 
Well, um, it wasn't that everyone was tweeting about Breaking Bad. It was that everyone was tweeting about Low Winter Sun, which was the show that they AMC tried to push. That was like the no, sh- but everyone was tweeting about Breaking Bad. Yes, but they yeah. were also tweeting about this show called Low Winter yes, Sun. Yes, I remember Low Winter Sun. <laughs> Nobody watched. I it. I guarantee you, I have a tweet making I fun do of it. Too. <laughs> None of us watched it, but we all saw the promos for watching it. breaking bad yes because they tried to get us i miss the, breaking bad so much uh we need like a good show i feel like there isn't a big show right now that everyone's watching like yellow jackets to some extent yeah not, but not everyone is watching yellow jackets it's like a slower build like everyone's watching succession that was sort of the last one I guess. i'm telling you i can't wait for the fucking game of thrones prequel to come out oh right i don't even care if it's bad i just can't wait for it to come out we like shows where it's about shows we already watched. Yeah. <laughs> Those ones are easy to get into, though. Because I know the universe. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, Better Call Saul. That it, We have one final season of Better Call Saul. Okay. That's going to be very sad for me when it ends. I just hope that Vince Gilligan, like my dream is that he continues to just create spinoffs of the Breaking Bad universe, just for me personally. Yeah. Well, they make money and they're popular, so he I don't do, see why. I mean, you could do a spinoff in the Breaking Bad universe that took place like uh, 25 years before the events. You could do one that takes place in the past. Yeah. I have Vince call me. I have ideas. <laughs> He's a friend of the pod. I don't know. Well, um, but Brent, Brendan's in the Breaking Bad universe. That's right. So you have a connection. Uh, we have a uh, Look. Invite him over for latkes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what did we eat? Oh, do I have anything good to talk about? No, but Rachel gave me a recipe for a chicken vindaloo that's actually very good. Isn't it? It's so surprisingly good because it's like some rando chili pepper <laughs> website <laughs> where you see it, you're like, ah. And you're well, like, okay, she said it was good though. I, okay. <laughs> I was looking up recipes for chicken vindaloo because I didn't want to, I wanted, I was like really craving Indian food and I wanted something that was going to be fairly easy to make, but I didn't want to do a tikka masala because I didn't want to use a bunch of heavy cream. I was like, Vindaloo, that's like, that's light. Yeah. That's a lot lighter. So uh, I, I was just like going through recipes online and then I find this one website and I've never heard of this website before. The like graphic design of it was definitely like, and it was not sleek. It's not a sleek looking no. website. It looks like a couple steps above GeoCities. Yeah, great recipe though. Yeah, Very, it's also like five ingredients, which is really rare. Rare. I mean, I guess there's more spices in the marinade. A, yeah, it's like for an Indian recipe though, it seemed really tame because sometimes an Indian recipe can have like twenty ingredients in it. Like the thing is, there's a ton of different spices in it. There's like at least ten different spices in it. Right. But it was a lot of ingredients that you might already have at your house. Also, you could probably just use a curry powder in if lieu you were of desperate. That yeah, because it's basically all the spices that make up a curry powder, uh, like a store bought curry. Yeah, um, like I, I'm sure it would be very good uh, as well. The thing I liked about this recipe is that it was very spicy because a lot of times, sometimes you'll find recipes where it's just not that spicy. No, because it has real peppers in it, hot peppers. It has a few different kinds. It has dried chili flakes and I cut up a serrano pepper and put it in there. Yes. And so, then there's like, um, I don't know, it was good. It was spicy. So yeah, that was uh, really satisfying. I ate it for a few days because I made a bunch of it yeah. and it was really good every time. Yeah, me um, too. And by the way, I really love 
the mango ginger chutney from Trader Joe's. I've never had it's it. A, it's a hot tip. It's so good. <laughs> so I had like a little dab of that on mm. it, which is nice with the spice. Yeah. <laughs> One of my secret secrets is um, when I make a chicken curry, I'll put a little chutney and some apricot jam in the sauce mm. and it makes the spiciness have like a little sweet and it's really good. <laughs> That sounds good. It's really good. I saw it in a recipe a long time ago. So whenever I just kind of wing a curry, I'll always add a little, some of that sweetness. It's very small amount, but it makes like a difference. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, So yeah, that's all I had. I don't, I don't think I made anything. We want to come up with a baking project that we'll do. Maybe we'll do the almond, the bake well, the cherry bake well. Yeah. Um, We'll do something British. We'll post pictures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. Did you have anything interesting? Um, no, just the chicken vindaloo that I also made this week. It's a vindaloo. I have, I'm going to make it again. I did order a burrito from uh, Rodeo Express Grill. (laughs) (laughs) The other, whenever the last time you were over here, you left at like 9 PM and I was like so hungry. And like, I looked at the sink and like the pans, like the pans were dirty. And I was like, I'm going to fall apart right now if I don't eat something immediately. And what is the best option for that? It's a burrito. Yeah. I think we talked about this already. I know I'm mentally ill because part of me was like upset. I was like, she got a burrito. (laughs) And I went home and I had probably like Ezekiel toast or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. I really, I really love the burritos from Rodeo Express. I I gotta have one. They're so good. Okay. I mean, I like a basic bitch burrito. It's a basic bitch burrito, but it's like, there's no surprises in there, but in a good way. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't want any surprises. (laughs) (laughs) That's the drama of eating a burrito. They could just shove anything in there. (laughs) Get rid of stuff. (laughs) Get rid of, put some weird shit in there. No, it's a great burrito. I really like it. Okay. Um, So, yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got. We will see you all next week for our main episode. Oh, God damn it. I keep forgetting to mention. Okay. Well, I was going to... Oh, I had like several... Okay, we're not done this episode because okay. I have several things to plug. Oh, okay. Well, one thing to plug. Not several. Wow. But This I, is dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I did a podcast a couple months ago. And it's up now, available to listen to. Wow, that's some serious editing. <laughs> uh, my one of my really good friends, Andy Sell, hosts a podcast called Ghoul School, which is it. The episodes they come out like pretty sparingly because he has another horror podcast that he does. But Ghoul School is like, if you want an education in horror movies, like in a non pretentious, really interesting way. You'll really like this podcast. He's he's very funny. Um, we did an episode together. He had me on. Uh, he does this thing where he'll have a guest on, and they'll pick a movie that really impacted them or that uh, means something to them in some right. way. And then he picks a movie that's a more obscure movie for like a double feature that would pair with that movie. And it's sort of, he goes sort of in an out of the box way of like, and then he, we talk about the first movie and then he explains why he picked this movie to pair with it. And we talk about the themes of that movie. 
So Ghoul School, I'm on the latest episode of that. Andy also has another podcast that's great that I wanted to give a shout out to. It's called Look Good for the Boys. It is a podcast he co-hosts with his friend Philip. They're hilarious. They have really great chemistry. And basically it's it's described as a horror gossip podcast. So it's like it's not down into the weeds of like um horror nerd shit as much as it is like let's talk shit about each and every character in this horror franchise. Like who's hot, who's not, uh, you know, based on like the victims, like they'll go through a list of the victims and be like, this person's not hot. Like it's just, they're very funny. Anyway, they just did a rundown of the entire scream franchise up to scream four. And they went down the list of every single victim in the scream movies. And it's very, very funny. And then the episode I listened to today was, it was great. Neither of them, uh, are going to go see Scream 5 in the theaters because of COVID. So they basically recreated their ideal version of what Scream 5 would look like, and they went through that point by point, and it's hilarious. So I highly recommend the latest episode of Look Good for the Boys. If you are a Scream fan and you want a good laugh, those are my podcast plugs. My other plug is a plug for us. And that is if you want to listen to this episode ad-free or the next episode ad-free, we are now including our ad-free main and mini episodes on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. I actually wanted to recommend a podcast too. I forgot because we haven't had podcast recommendations in a while. Um, So I've been listening to this regularly. It is a friend of the pod, Molly McAleer. She has a podcast called Trend Lightly where she talks about the internet stories and trends, TikTok, Twitter, scandals. Like she did a whole thing on the bad art friend. So like whatever sort of topic everyone's talking about online, she kind of recaps for the week. It's really funny and I love hearing. <laughs> I love hearing what happened online. Yeah. And she does a lot of TikTok stuff, which I don't really follow, but I'll kind of have a loose idea of it. She hosts it with a woman named Tiffany Maddox, a, Brit- a British woman. And they ha- also, like you said, they have a good chemistry. Uh, it's very, I like it a lot. It's very light listening. Uh, so it's fun to listen to it. You don't have to pay attention. <laughs> That's, you know, it's not like a, a, a history or um, even like ours where you have to follow the story. It's like you can kind of pop in and out. Uh, like I'll turn off after 15 minutes if I'm getting into the car, like whatever, like you can just kind of listen to it as you, as you go along. Uh, so I like that kind of podcast to have in my uh, bank yeah, one of those kind of things. That just pick good. it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really good. I like it. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Any other plugs? Oh God, I'm sure I'll remember later. Oh well, also let's plug our socials. Follow us on Instagram. We post all of our pictures related to our show there. Yeah, and I'm gonna try to be more active on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter Desi's as been, well. Desi's been posting gifts. <laughs> I post gifts. Desi posted a gift. I posted something. I did because like, I'm wow. promoing our show coming up, so I'm getting people primed for Amanda Woodward. Oh, our uh, possible. We, we haven't even talked about that on the this feed. Oh, we haven't. We've only talked about that on Patreon. Okay. Should we talk about that on this feed? Well, maybe we should wait. Okay, but something's coming. Something's so, coming. Yeah, get excited. Um, so yeah, that's what that was about. So if you want to get inside scoops <laughs> where I get high and accidentally post things, <laughs> I did actually, it was like, I did mean to post something so on our out st- of the blue. It was so, I'm trying to be more active on Twitter to no, grow Twitter. It, I liked it because look, I don't, I really, I really love that scene in Melrose place where Allison 
I mean, where Amanda Woodward says to Allison, Allison, you are humiliating all of us. It's a gift that you can use. Why is that gift not used more? Because people don't know. People don't know. Because I don't think people really use gifts anymore. But that's a good one. I don't really use gifts, but I think that scene is really funny. Oh, I need to get uh, a video <laughs> clip of that. We need a video yeah. clip of so, that. So, yeah, I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. So get on there and you'll get announcements and me posting stupid things that I see. Like I post a really good uh, picture. I'm sorry, a video clip of Robert Mitchum. And now I'm going to do an episode on him because everyone really responded to it. Yeah. So that's a good way to push me or Rachel even. I'll show her what you do. <laughs> To do episodes you want. Yeah. It actually did inspire me to do that episode because I was like, oh, I never even thought of that. He's a great, because he's been arrested for pot. And like, he, he actually has an interesting life. And I found a good book already on him. So I don't know when I'll get to it, but definitely uh, this year. So I'm excited for that because yeah. that's a hot man. Ugh. Just, ugh. So hot. I did get mad because someone was like, have you ever seen um, Night of the Hunter? Who said that? Someone on Twitter. Like, it's like, yes, I've seen Night of the Hunter. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, pick, maybe pick an obscure movie. <laughs> That's a chance. Like, it's hard not to get mad sometimes because it's like, I'm a fan of his. Right. I posted this, and you think I didn't see his mo- literally the his most, most famous, famous movie, movie that he's ever done? Also Come on. Directed by friend of the show, <laughs> Charles, Charles Lawton. Like, it's crazy. Like, yes, I've I've seen Night of the Hunter. One Thank of our you. favorite movies. What did you just watch it? I've seen it like 20 years ago, bitch. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that mad about it. But it is kind of funny. Yeah. And men men just can't help themselves. <laughs> That's what I've come to find. Uh, okay, so now we're done, right? Now now we're done. Uh, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 